Welcome to Push Rim Life After Injury Podcast for September 13, 2013. Episode 32, The Bucket List. I'm Ray Pizarro. I'm Richard Bow. Uh, welcome to Push Rim, where we uh, talk about spinal cord related injury topics and uh, resources, and also like to spotlight different people that are doing great work out there uh, in the disabled community. And with that, we're going to have the great pleasure to introduce a good friend of ours that's being extreme and getting out there and doing, living life basically to the fullest. And and it brings me quite great pleasure to introduce um, uh, Dominic Corden. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to see you again. Yeah, glad you made it back out. Definitely. Good deal. So, Dominique, um, to get started, um, can you give us a little background? And leading up to how you got injured? Yeah, yeah. Um, grew up, uh, you know, little farm boy back in Michigan. Um, you know, horses, chickens, that sort of thing. Um, was always into athletics. Uh, started out playing baseball as a kid. Um, you know, Little League Baseball for a few years. Then junior high, started playing different sports, testing out stuff before I got into high school, you know, and, and really got into competitive. And... Um, my freshman year uh, of high school, buddy of mine who was actually in the high school band with me, he comes up to me and he says, you know, dude, uh, my dad's going to be coaching the varsity soccer team. You should come out and, and try it. Said, well, you know, always thought about trying soccer and never done it before. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Well, it was one of those things that just instantly became a passion. Um, played the first fall season, then I played it outdoor season, then I played spring league and just kept going and going and going. And then my sophomore year, I played my fall season for the school and was whenever I wasn't in a season, I was in the gym, you know, working out and practicing, you know, getting better. And um, in between the fall season and the outdoor season or excuse me, the indoor soccer season uh, was in the gym at my school and I had just turned 16, had a car um, and uh, I was a Friday afternoon and and. Um, I said, you know, I called up my mom and I said, hey, you know, um, school's done. I want to get a lift session in because tomorrow's the Christmas dance. Uh, there's no way that I'm going to be able to get, you know, a, a lift in tomorrow, you know, with everything I got to do. Mm-hmm. Is it okay if I just lift today? My mom says, yeah, not a problem. You know, just make sure you watch the roads. They're super icy. So, okay, yeah, no big deal. Um, did my training session, hopped in my car, you know, literally I live like five miles outside of town. So, uh, you know, I didn't even change my clothes. Like, I'm still in my gym clothes. You know, I just threw my varsity jacket on and headed out. And uh, got about, you know, a couple miles outside of town. And uh, I lost control on an icy curve and um, ended up going off the road. And I hit the snow furrow along the side of the road in the ditch. And then for people in California, they might not know what a snow furrow is. But it's uh, it's where the snow plow kind of builds up snow on the sides of the road in the mm-hmm. ditch. And when my car hit it, it actually flipped my car up on its side and I flew about 18 feet into a tree. And so I hit a tree with the roof of my car and the car spun on the tree and landed back on its wheels. Um, and when the, the car impacted the tree, the roof came down and actually hit me in the back and it shattered T5 and T6, um, between my shoulder blades. Um, and, uh, so pinned in the car, um, you know, the whole car itself, it was pretty much folded in half. Mm. Um, a guy was actually getting his bow out of the back of his truck, oddly enough, across the street, and he heard the impact. Yeah. So he comes running over, sees me, you know, I'm awake right away, you know, and, 
And uh, so he calls for the paramedics. They're there right away. Um, and uh, they ended up, they had to cut the roof of the car, like the around the windshield, and peel the roof back and pull me out over the hood of the car. Um, the, the jaws of life were the, the ones we had there. The hydraulics were frozen. It was so cold. Oh my, my so God. they called the neighboring town. The neighboring town said, ours are in use. Sorry, we can't. You know, loan you them. We can't save your life today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you're you're on your own. Um, but they were able to actually, um, as part of it, my my dad was actually driving home from work, and he happened upon the accident, and he, um, you know, he stopped. He realized that it was my car, and um, so he stopped and said, you know, what are we doing? This is, you know, this is my son. How can I help? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you know, we haven't gotten him out yet because, you know, we just, we can't, we can't get him out. Mm-hmm. The, the hydraulics are screwed up, you know, all this sort of stuff. And he goes, well, I'm a general contractor. He goes, I carry all my tools in my truck. He goes, I got a sawzall on the back. Let's cut this roof and go. Mm-hmm. And the paramedics said, you know, that's what our next, you know, attempt is going to be. But we just wanted to make sure there was no gas leaks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So once they went over the car and everything was cool, that's what they ended up doing is just cut the roof, peel it back like a you know banana and get me out. Wow. Um, scary. I was rushed to, uh, an emergency room there locally. They did the x-rays, found out I had the, my, you know, the crushed vertebrae and the spinal cord damage. And they, uh, they said, you know, we're, we're too small. We're not equipped to deal with spinal cord injuries. So (laughs) they then sent me to another hospital, like 45 minutes away. And they were able to do the, the reparations on my spine and, and, you know, basically put me back together. Um, and then I did my rehab, um, at a hospital up there called Mary Freebed, um, which at the time they were like number two in spinal cord rehab, uh, behind Craig hospital. Nice. Oh, wow. So, you know, total luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. I get, you know, close to my hometown mm-hmm. is a great spinal cord hospital. So, and I, you didn't, you never knew that before either. Huh? No idea. Yeah. No idea. Didn't even know the, the building, you know, even existed. Right. Um, and, um, so I did my rehab there. Um, How long was your rehab? I did. Um, I did five days in the ICU unit, um, and I had, oddly enough, I had no other injuries, no internal injuries, no broken bones, no bruises, no scrapes, no nothing, other than mm. two crushed vertebrae. And and by anyone who looks at the car, they're like, I'm amazed somebody even lived from that accident, let alone you know had as minimal damage. I mean, relatively as as I did. Mm. Um, so, um, my, my healing was, was actually, you know, a lot faster than, than what it could have been. Right. Um, and also being 16 years old, being, you know, in, in top physical shape, um, you know, those all aided to it. And, um, so I was actually in, like I said, I was in the ICU for five days and then I did, um, six weeks at the rehab hospital and I got out on a Thursday afternoon, Friday morning, went back to school. Um, oh wow! Good deal. Yeah, that, was, that is the fastest adjustment I've heard. It was it was pretty it quick. Was, yeah, definitely. it was fast. So you were able to finish high school and yeah, yeah. Actually, um, because of the timing, um, because the accident was right around Christmas, mm-hmm. um, my school went on three four weeks worth of break, mm-hmm. you know, over Christmas and New Year's. So when I was not able to attend school, nobody was there anyway. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't end up missing a lot of days. Um, and my teachers, they thought it was a joke to send up homework to add you know, <laughs> to everything else that I was already doing. 
So I was able to sort of keep you know, on track with things. So when I was done with rehab and I went back to school, I, I could you know, catch up real quickly. You know, I, I was able to catch that stride with the rest of my friends mm-hmm. and you know, finish high school like I had planned on time with all my friends, you know, get to graduate and walk with them, mm-hmm. um, so, to, so to speak. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and still be able to, to continue that. Um, I know a lot of people that have, have gotten injured, you know, in high school, they end up, yeah, they have really long hospital stays. They end up being held back or, you know, have oh, a lot yeah. of problems. So I was super fortunate in that. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, so after you, you know, got back home and, and, um, you know, you graduate and all this, what, I mean, what did you do after? Did you try to get back into any kind of sports or go back to college or, or do any of, that, of those things? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, growing up, like I said, I mean, I tried all sorts of sports. I was always an athlete. I mean, okay. I, I sort of identified that way. I wasn't necessarily the jock, you know, the preppy kind of jock, but mm-hmm. I was a jock. I mean, I, I, I loved every sort of sport. Mm-hmm. And um, I, my rec therapist, um, who I, I still to this day, I talk to her every once in a while, and I say, you do realize that you created a monster because she was the one who was always bringing in like sports and spokes magazine, um, and taking me to a tennis practice mm-hmm. or a basketball tournament or, you know, whatever they had available at the time. We were always going on outings and stuff. Right. And so with her help, I was able to see that stuff was available, mm-hmm. you know, that sports were still out there, that it was still possible for me. And, um, and then I also had a couple guys uh, come in as mentors, um, which was a really crazy situation. Um, Two brothers that were a year apart in age um, were they were like early twenties, um, and they were they had been in a ch- both brothers were injured in a motorcycle accident. They were riding the same motorcycle, one in a driver, one passenger. Right. The motorcycle uh, t-bones a car. Both guys are ejected up over the car. They land. They break their backs at the same spot. It's the craziest oh thing. Dude, that is nuts. That is crazy. Two brothers, like I said, you know, close in age, like, you know, just an amazing story. Well, both of them had come in Mm -hmm. and, you know, in a mentoring sort of situation, and one was pre-med at Michigan State, one was pre-law. And so I saw, ooh, you know, life is still possible, you know, because here I am, you know, I'm laying in a hospital bed as a soccer player going, I can't feel my legs. I'm done. I'm done. This (laughs) is it for me. You might as well check me into the nursing home now. (laughs) And... um, so just, you know, getting that little tidbit, mm-hmm. that gave me the spark. And, you know, I spent probably uh, probably about two weeks, three weeks in the hospital. You know, everybody would come in and they're like, oh, you know, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm thinking, I'm a good kid, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking this is a punishment, first off. You know, so yeah. when they're coming to me, I'm going, what did I do wrong? What did I do to deserve this? Yeah. You know, why me? And when... Um, you know, the, after, like I said, a couple of weeks, my brain just kind of, it was like a light switch and my brain's like, it doesn't really matter why, cause why is not going to fix me. No. Correct. So, Hmm, let's see what kind of fun we can have with this. Mm-hmm. And I got out of the hospital and again, you know, just, just crazy situation of events. Um, I was required to do three months of outpatient physical therapy. Mm. Well, my physical therapist was a triathlete. And she did her like initial eval on where I was at. And she says, you're already physically able to do everything we need you to do on the checklist, but you're required this three months. What do you want to do? 
I said, well, I saw this wheelchair racing. I think that looks really cool. I'd like to, you know, maybe train to race. She goes, done, let's do it. So my physical therapy was actually my training to race. Nice. That is. So, I mean, perfect, perfect setup. Um, I entered my first, it was, uh, I think it was like an eight K race back home. Um, I entered that less than six months after my date of injury, mm-hmm. you know, just rocked right into it. Um, raced for a couple of years, um, you know, in Michigan and around that sort of, you know, great lakes area. And then, um, I got asked my senior year to play basketball and I thought, well, it's the last year I can play junior ball. Mm-hmm. So, you know, before I really get into the big boys, yeah, let's give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Well, my senior year, my team wins the national championship for junior ball. And I'm bit, you know, this is, this is the best, you know, mm-hmm. win a national championship my first year out. Um, so then after I graduated from high school, I went to Arizona for college. I uh, went to a, a tech school out there uh, for graphic design. We found out the weather is a lot nicer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, my, my Michigan boy blood, I, I, uh, yeah, I sweat for the first year. Um, but um, went out to Arizona, got hooked up with the Phoenix Suns wheelchair basketball team there. Nice. Um, you know, nice pro-sponsored team and played with them for a couple years. Um, and throughout the time had done you know, mentoring, going, visiting, you know, people in the hospitals and going and doing, you know, college visits, you know, for rec therapy students and things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, just continuing on with that sort of thing. And, um, then, uh, it it got to the point where I had kind of had my fill of the, the sort of typical sports, you know, back then this was 94, 95, you know, you had wheelchair racing, tennis, basketball and that was pretty much it that was you know available Mm -hmm. um and so my interest was well if i can do this what else can i do you know you wanted you wanted to push the limits and and see how far you can get with with your abilities right exactly exactly you know i was always as an athlete wanting to be more competitive wanting to be faster Mm -hmm. you know stronger that sort of thing so always pushing those limits as it was now it's what activity can Mm -hmm. i get myself into okay um, and so probably would have been, uh, 2006, I think it was, I started doing like rock climbing in rock walls, nice. you know, indoor rock gyms. That um, sounds fun. Oh, it's an absolute blast. And, and I find there's so many sports that are adapted, but then there are so many sports that are, that you don't need an adaptation. Um, rock climbing was one of the first ones that I didn't need an adapted rig. I didn't need any extra help. Um, you know, for me, my upper body strength was good enough. My hand strength was good enough. I could climb on my own, just let my legs dangle. Um, so there was no real need for adaptation. I could just do it. Um, and then it, you know, that again spawned, well, if I can do this, what what else can I do? Well, I mean, you've climbed up the big rock. How about jumping off, right? Exactly. Exactly. I know where your mind is, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It's easy to follow the caffeinated squirrel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so just, you know, kept pushing it. And, uh, 2007, I was afforded the opportunity to go over to Europe and backpack for about five months, um, just explore all over and be able to then return my experience, um, to people who were curious. Um, I found a lot of my friends were scared, like to travel to Europe, you know, I got the comments of, 
well, isn't it all just castles and farmland over there? Like, it's going to be dirt roads. I can't get around cobblestones. I said, well, it can't be that bad, you know. Let me go check it out and mm-hmm. see what I find. And, you know, like I said, spent a considerable amount over there. Uh, I think I did eight different countries, you know, major sort of populous cities, Paris, London, mm-hmm. you know, Munich, things like that. And it was easy enough to get around. was. It I know was. in Paris, some, well, you probably don't have the same concerns as the squads, but... Um, yeah, I noticed they didn't have a lot of um, curb cuts. Yeah. They there had was, some, but there were some long sidewalks that didn't have them. And those curbs were, were pretty high. Mm-hmm. Rome was one of the funniest cities because you'd roll around on the sidewalks and you'd get to an intersection and there'd be a curb cut out maybe on the side you were on. But once you crossed the street, right, there wasn't nothing. a curb cut out. And you're going, wait, yeah. mm-hmm. you put in one, why didn't you put in the other? Right. Think I'm not going to cross the street? Like, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Um, so with that travel, I found what was accessible, what wasn't. But I was immersed enough to, to learn tricks, you know, and learn different ways to get around some of the barriers that did exist. And would you agree that you uh, looked at that as every little thing? Uh, thing that you came across that was difficult as a challenge like oh, you kind of yeah. challenge yourself you saw the curb and you said you know what i'm gonna get up that thing but i have to figure it out but i'm not giving up right <laughs> one way everything another, i'm gonna figure this out yeah that's right um yeah and it, i mean there, there were so many different scenarios so many different stories um but i mean yeah it was it was definitely a challenge um and and i like to travel in the way that it is the the travel itself is a tr- is a challenge and in, an immersion into that culture. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, when I went to um, where was I at? Uh, when we were at Munich, um, they have like hard rock cafes and you know sort of yeah. Americanized chains. Don't, don't don't eat there, dude. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I don't. If I want to, American food, I'm gonna eat it in America. If I right, want, right. if I'm in Munich, I'm you know I'm going for potatoes and sausage and you know right. local stuff. Right. right. I'm not going. I, I've been to the Bahamas in 2005, and you know you go to like downtown Nassau, and there's senior frogs and hooters, and it's yeah, yeah. I can get that back home. Why right, would I right, do that right. here? Um, and it's not the same as here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, in Switzerland, their idea of a cheeseburger is I, I don't even know what that is, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, and, and so it, it again. You know, the the challenge was there, and and it gave me something to to challenge myself physically, to challenge myself mentally. Um, you know, a lot of the travel I did, I was by myself. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. in totally wow. new places, n- definitely a language barrier. Um, you know, I was the kid that floated by through school without any foreign language. So I mean, you know, I knew five words in three different languages, and that was it. You know, right. And they were all bad words, I'm sure. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so, 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 Dominic, we want to also uh, give our, our our viewers and listeners a a kind of I don't know um, window into all the kind of things that were in your bucket list that you probably done that you never thought you would do, and maybe let people know, you know, what was your first. Uh, most current things that that you've accomplished um after your spinal cord injury oh geez um if you could uh just give us a little list of those my my bucket list is one of those it's like my travel spot list every time i check one off i add three more okay um so it's it's never really decreasing um but i think you know for me again you know going back to the very beginning you know with with my injury and and what had happened Mm -hmm. I, I thought, 
you know, I'm not going to be able to do any of the things I used to, let alone anything that I may want to. Right. And, and I found quite to the contrary, there was pretty much anything I could do. Uh, everything I tried, you know, from, from, like I said, the rock climbing, um, I went with the dive pirates to, uh, to the Cayman Islands and went scuba diving, went eight days and just dove our butts off. Um, I've been skydiving now three times with a, you know, with a tandem master, uh, looking to go solo with that, um, you know, kayaking and snow skiing and water skiing and even got into motorsports. I found, you know, different hand controls for race cars and go-karts and dirt bikes and motorcycles, you know, any of that sort of thing. Um, luckily I think my injury happened at a time where technology was really starting to advance Mm -hmm. and more and more people were injured. More and more people wanted to go do stuff. So the, the adaptations were there to try stuff. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't, it was, you know, I took it upon myself to go, all right, let's figure this out. Um, even started doing some fabrication myself, you know, building different stuff. Um, you know, doing whatever I could. Um, and, and in the essence of, of playing myself and, and enjoying life and doing all these things that were on my bucket list, I was able to turn around and then parlay that information to other people Exactly. and go, yes, it is possible. It's possible. You can do this. This is what I've learned. Tips, tricks. This is what equipment I've learned. Great. Um, and, and sort of played on a, an even playing field. Um, you know, I'm, I'm headed to China. In, yeah, I was just about to ask you about that. Uh, this is what you have coming up, right? Exactly. Uh, the first week of October, I leave for China, and I'll be there for 26 days. Um, I was invited to come over to speak um, in, in front of some disability groups there um, to share my experience and, you know, what I've learned and that sort of stuff. Um, but it's, it's, again, it's, it's a twofold trip because I get to go and I get to play. I get to bring my bike over there and I get to ride around China and Sweet. go to the Great Wall and go to the Terracotta Warriors wow. and see the touristy spots, mm-hmm. you know, do those things, do some trekking. I'm going to bring my off-road chair. So I'll be out there in the dirt, you know, having fun and doing hikes and I'm bringing my camp gear. So I'll probably do some overnighter trips, you know. Yeah, make, in- make sure you document all that stuff because it's going to oh, be yeah. really, really nice to share that with our community and have people tap into the adventures of Dominic, <laughs> you know, see what you're doing, see where you're at and, and uh, everything you yeah. learned along the way. That's, that's huge, right? When you can yeah. share all that to everyone else. Yeah, bring all that video back and we'll help you post it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's one of those things, like I said, you know, I want to be able to, to, you know, enlighten people and influence them to go and do the same things. So anything I can bring back, you know, and say, Hey, see, I did this, mm-hmm. you know, in fact, like, you know, even simple things like, um, I had mentioned that I was going to, um, Mount Tai mm-hmm. and uh, a gentleman piped up on a Facebook post and said, you know, oh, I've always wanted to go to the bridge of the immortals. Never knew if it was mm. even possible. And, and the guy who's facilitating it, um, Joshua, uh, facilitating the whole trip and everything, mm-hmm. he he pipes in in the in the wall post and says, um, "Yeah, I mean it's it's right there. Let's go do it." So we added that into the trip, you know, as a request. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go do that and you know bring those wow. sort of things back. That's pretty awesome. That's so, great. So as we wrap up here, I know the time goes really quick, and, and uh, you know you were able to share a lot of great information about your story and all the great things you accomplished. You know, 
the bucket list that we all have to a certain degree. And uh, you want to share with our audience where maybe they could look you up, your website, and, and different places uh, they could uh, get in contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, standard Facebook pages. Uh, you know, my, my website is extremeabilities.com. Um, no crazy spelling, no hash marks or anything like E-X- that. Yep. T-R-E-M-E. Mm-hmm. And, okay. uh, and then, um, so you can go to my website where all my stuff is. There's gear reviews and travel writing and all sorts of different things. Always adding more stuff to it. Um, and then, you know, the typical Facebook pages, YouTube, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Just type his name in and you'll see all the wonderful, crazy, inspiring things he does with, uh, his chair and without his chair, right? <laughs> Sometimes without, yep. <laughs> so good. Okay, well, man, that's just I'm, I'm getting ready to start writing some stuff down myself after yeah, I, I heard all the things he's right. done. That's just breaking down all the barriers I have mentally, right? That we have to yeah. kind of, you know, move forward with. So uh, Let's go bungee jumping. Let's do it. I'll let you do it first, Brian. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> but um, so, Rich, uh, as, as we close down, where, where can people check us out? Yeah, if you haven't um, been tuning in, all of our um, previous episodes are on our YouTube channel, which is um, Club Pushroom, one word. And um, do us a favor and uh, subscribe. Um, we're also on um, iTunes. If uh, you don't want to view us, you can hear us on iTunes. So check us out there, too. Cool, cool. Yeah, and also uh, definitely pushrim.com. You know, that's where everything comes together, the, all the social gathering. And it's more tuned in and focused on spinal cord injury-related topics, family and friends. So please go in there and check us out. If you want to shoot us an email, send us an email at info at pushrim.com. And you know, any questions you might have or, or suggestions, feel free to get in contact with us. Yeah, and Rage, with, is, Rage is, uh, let me know that we have a Facebook page, too. Oh, yes. So we are on Facebook page. Well, we're, we're like, everywhere, actually. It's like, wow. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad you covered that part of it. But, uh, yeah, any, any social networks, Google+, Plus, we have our videos up. So feel free to connect with us. And with that, we leave you guys. Dominic, thanks once again for being with us. And we'll have you back and maybe see how your trip went and your, your adventures, if you I'd will. I'd love that. I'd love that'd that. Be, that'd be good to keep our you know audience updated on that. Definitely. Cool. cool. Thanks for coming in, bro. Oh, thanks for having me. And All with right. that, we leave you guys. Till next time. Goodbye. See ya. Peace. <laughs>